Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chef's Meal, where we talk about whatever and never and everything else in between. Hey, what's up, what's up, man? It's your boy Sheldon Gordon. You're listening to the Chef's Salty Pork. Hope you guys are enjoying. Also, you can check me out on Over Conversation, currently on all platform. Thanks. Keep listening. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you? Hey, how are you? Great. Are we ready? We are. We are ready. <laughs> now, thank you for entertaining me a little earlier because I, because I think we're gonna get into it quite a bit. I love food, and <laughs> pretty much from what you're saying, you love food also. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a while. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the channel, Miss Allison Sharp. Yes, indeed. Ooh, this is where the applause kind of sound bite comes in. Okay. Um, but I obviously we can't do it live because I don't have that kind of I don't kind of I don't have that budget. But yeah, it will it's all good. <laughs> it will happen eventually, and it's gonna be great. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So just listening to your podcast and kind of getting to know about what you do. There's there's a lot of things that you do. All right. Definitely. But uh, yes. the reason um, I I definitely wanted to uh, reach out to you because one I just kind of this is more more of my um. More for my sake than anything, my wife and I mm -hmm. will be taking a uh, a road trip vacation fairly soon. Mm -hmm. And since you said uh, you do snacks and foods and stuff, my brain just went, "Oh my god, I need to know, <laughs> like, what she knows about food." Awesome. Yeah. Where are you guys going? So we are essentially going to take a car all the way here from New Jersey, all the way out mm -hmm. to West California. And then from awesome. South California, go all the way up to Portland and then fly back. Well, there you go. That sounds like an adventure. Right, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very exciting. Now, just if you don't mind, would you care to share, uh, just, you know, kind of share what you do, essentially, um, what like what your nine to five kind of looks like? So my day job, I am a marketing coordinator for a website developer for musicians. So oh. the company that I work for, I worked there for 10 years. And so I do marketing, social media, blogging and all that. And um, the platform is for musicians to have an easy way to build a website. So I've been doing that for a long time. Um, so I work remotely and that gives me the opportunity to basically travel and work wherever I am. So I've been working from home for years and uh, I have two grown kids. So they finally moved out on their own. Ah. <laughs> and so I was like, cool, this is it. <laughs> this is time for me. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so what I do is I just, um, I just decided to uh, pack up, live with my parents as a base. And then I just travel around to different countries wow. and sometimes throughout the United States as well. That is the life. It is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, in terms of food, I love food and I love snacks and I try to, you know, wherever I go, I try to check out whatever's like the local cuisine. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty honest about things like I'm not a fancy eater. I like basic street stuff and basic uh, restaurants that, you know, aren't like, you know, these hundreds of dollars of um, restaurants, mm. but those are okay too at times. So I just like food in general, basically. I, lo I love food. It, yeah. it's, it's one of those uh, senses like, uh, do you live to eat or do you eat to live? I'm, I'm going to say both. However much food I can get, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> that's, that's what I would say, too. But I'm more 
Florida prior only because yeah. uh, my I, I've been as a chef for about 18 years now, uh, exec awesome. chef for about seven. And there's there's a lot that goes around in food that just kind of mm-hmm. um, that just intrigues the hell out of me. Right. And yeah. so the, the podcast that you do is really interesting because on your kind of your bio, let's say your bio page. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It does say that you do food and blogging and everything else and like a digital nomad kind of per se. Right. Right. How yes. how does that actually how, how like I just I, w- I would like to live vicariously through you. How how does that feel like how how freeing is. Now, ever wondered how to start your own podcast? You should definitely give Anchor a try. It is really easy. It is integrated. It is as simple as pressing a record button, adding music to it and then sharing it. Now, Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Answer can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid to broadcast. And, like I said, go to anchor.fm slash start. That is anchor.fm slash start. It is super freeing until I have to come back and live with my parents. And then it comes all back to like reality (laughs) because I I'm in my forties. And so living with your parents in your forties, it really brings you down to earth. Uh, Um, So it's like one of those things where when I'm out traveling, it's like super freeing. And then when I come home, like stay out of my room and I'm like, Oh, I can't even believe I'm saying this right now. (laughs) So, um, but I, I'm usually, uh, back in California where I live for maybe like one or two months at a time. And then I go out for two or three months traveling. So, gotcha. no, you know, I end up traveling for like probably at least six months out of the year. Wow. So you're like out and about pretty much. Yeah. I'm pretty much always out. Oh my yeah, goodness. Oh, that, that's, yeah. that's a cool thing. Now, have you ever considered now I've, I've, cause you know, we're all social media addicts pretty much. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. have you ever considered doing the van life? so i have considered all sorts of things actually like in the past couple weeks i was really considering you know getting an rv so that i can just live in that but um honestly i did a bunch of research and it's expensive and especially like in california yeah not even the rv alone or even a trailer but these um the campgrounds and the parking spots and rv parks there they've become super expensive so even wanting to like stay there for you know a few weeks to a month it could add up to like over a thousand dollars a month uh-huh. not not even the cost of the rv to buy that we're so, just talking about just parking the, the actual car and the rv there mm-hmm. as like a spot that's how much usually it costs like a grand, like a grand? it could yeah if you have like oh, wow. and it depends on the size of an rv but it can be you know up to like a grand or even more and then you have to have like metered electricity as well so to me that that's cost prohibitive and then in terms of like living like the van life Mm. i think i'd be too scared as just a solo female traveler just (laughs) to you know be parked up on some random side street uh you know at night uh just parked and i think the idea of it sounds more appealing than the actual activity of of doing that um i got it now don't, if you don't mind me uh, questioning you, um, now yeah, you've no lived problem. in uh, in Cali all your life, pretty much. Yes, born and raised. Yes, you're okay. You're born and raised. Okay, I just want to get it out there because you said you travel all the time. 
I'm yeah. I'm not a U.S. native. I'm from the Philippines, so I actually came over here when I was young. And then mm-hmm. I've never really moved away from the East Coast pretty much. I mean, I've traveled. I have some people. I, I have family over there at, in Orange County, California, and okay. uh, some in San Francisco. And, I, and I've stayed in their places. It's cool. I dig mm-hmm. it. But in terms of snacks, though, so let's get into this, yeah? Yeah, let's do what it. What are... Oh, how how do we even stab this? What are your oh top three? <laughs> what are your top three snacks that you would recommend? I know. This well, is, see, this is, this is obviously such a hard question it to is. answer, but um, it's funny because just two days ago I recorded a, a new episode for my podcast, which is going to be going up probably tomorrow. But it's my top seven travel snacks. Ah. Um, so my travel snacks are different than my like at home in America snacks because you have to think of it in terms of portability and you know how much stuff weighs you know when you're traveling especially I travel just with a carry-on now so so having travel snacks is different than at home snacks so gotcha yeah my at home snacks I'd say let's see my top let's see my top snacks would be like chips and salsa and guacamole that's like a total just I have to have that. Gotcha. Um, and then I like to dip into the the sweets area, like Reese's peanut butter cups. But I have to have them frozen because that's just like the best way to eat those. Of course. Yeah, I mean that's you just have to. Um, and then I'd say cookies. I'm a sweet tooth, and I actually started an Instagram page a while back called Allison Loves Cookies. Okay. Um, because I love them so much, and I just took like a bunch of pictures of cookies, but then you know. I get so busy with everything else that I had yeah. to kind of just not spend my time doing that. But I'd say I'm more of a sweet tooth. So my at home snacks tend to go towards, uh, towards sweets. Ah, okay. I understand that. Now you, you mentioned travel snacks and you mentioned weight and I actually understand that. Cause as if, you know, if you're just out and about, uh, it's similar over here too, when you go to the city in New York city, rather, uh, mm-hmm. When you pick up food, you know, you walk out and about because everything is pretty much walking distance. You're thinking mm-hmm. about carrying and just kind of chomping on it. So most essentially, a burrito or a taco of anything of that sort is like number one, pretty much. Yeah. So what? how do you say, let, let's go for top five when you're travel snacks. Um, so travel snacks, um, the top five, I'd say is going to be like... Um, Okay, so we'll go with like beef jerky. That's okay. a portable snack. That's really easy. They have the Ziploc pouch. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. You have your protein. Um, so that's a good one. And uh, let's see, another one, which is a weird one, but um, it's, it always seems to work for whatever reason, is Pringles. Oh, it's ahead. not very like the packaging isn't like super t- like tiny, mm-hmm. but if you buy the travel size, it's sturdy enough to just like like push down into your like your personal item. Yeah. And your chips don't get squished because, you know, it's kind of a, a thicker material. Yeah, it's in like a little metal tin kind of thing, sorta. Of. Yeah. So yeah. that's an easy one to travel with for the most part. Okay. Um <clears throat> number three I would say uh is gonna be trail mix because uh-huh. that's uh, you know, a variety. You get your sweet from the raisins or whatever, you know, whatever cramp dried cranberries, and then you also get the nuts and stuff. So that's good protein as well. That's like the classic, the trail mix. Yes, that's the classic. You know, yeah. the good trail mix. Um, I'd say another one is going to be um, 
you can travel with fruit. That's another one. That's a good one. But mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to travel with fruit, you need to have a Ziploc bag so that you can dispose of the core or like a banana peel. Okay. Because you're not going to want to keep that in your in your bag because it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and then number five, which is my top, probably my top travel snack, is granola bars because they're the most portable, easy to eat. It's kind of like trail mix, but it's just more like compact yeah. and that's a kind of good holdover if you're like on a delay, um, like on a flight or a bus or a train, mm-hmm. uh, you could just eat a couple of granola bars and then, you know, when you get somewhere, you can have your full meal. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm, I'm all about, I, I love oatmeal. I love the steel cut oats. I, I yes. love that whole thing. It's just, I actually have it for breakfast every day at the, at the restaurant and, oh, nice. um, it's like, a. I I need to have it. It's one of those things that just my day doesn't start if I don't have the the oats that I have between eleven and eleven thirty. Do you eat just the oats, or do you put stuff in it? Well, because it, it, like I mentioned, I I'm in a restaurant, so it's like whatever. And this is like the worst thing I can I can say. If you <laughs> if you own a restaurant, right, and most mm-hmm. people won't really understand this. Um, at least for me to save my food costs, and that's like a big word that we use here uh, in the mm-hmm. restaurant word. Uh, whatever that is about to expire, I will put uh, in my oats so I can eat it and just kind of not waste it. That's smart. Yeah, no, it is. And I, that's a good there's thing. there's three other people that also do it with me at the restaurant but they're like really i'm like come on guys we we have to eat it (laughs) (laughs) you have to (laughs) you have to and when i say three other guys the three other managers that i have uh, Mm -hmm. i'm like okay here's family mirror for you here's what you're having that's about to expire blah blah etc etc yeah that's smart business right there that it it is smart business because you don't want to waste the food you want to consume it and then if anything if all else fails you feed it to staff yeah, and also like oatmeal's really hearty too, so that's like a good thing to like start your work, you know, super your work hours off of. Yeah, super it's great. super hearty. It actually fills me up because I I do intermittent fasting, so I, I I pretty much stop eating at six p.m. and then resume again either at eleven or at noon time the next day. And it, it's simple. Right. Once your body gets used to it, you just kind of about go uh, go with the paces, and it's it's normal. Uh, yes. The oats for me will last me if I let's say I eat at eleven. It will last me till about like one p.m. or two p.m. and then I'll have like a little snack and then my dinner, and that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's you know if people haven't tried it yet. I I highly recommend it. But you know, to each their own. I get it. Some people get yeah. A little... Like I've I've done it before, and I think it's it's easy for me too. Like once you, once you get started on intermittent fasting, it's easy because you're used to it. Your body doesn't know the difference. Correct. Um, I think when you're traveling, it's so hard to do anything like that or anything out of the ordinary, even like working out because traveling, especially in different, different time zones, your Mm. body clock is just so off. And so it's like, you're already kind of like living on a different schedule and a different body mentality yeah so um you just eat when you can and a lot of different countries they have like you know some call it siesta but they have different different ways about it so like they'll close in the middle of the day and they won't open for dinner until like 8 30 so i got you i got you yeah yeah yeah. there's like a big pocket of time where you you know you just can't really get a good meal and so it's it's kind of difficult sometimes to organize your life around 
you know, different eating times like intermittent fasting, but it is a great idea. And when I'm home, I try to do something like that just because it's a lot easier to, to not have to worry about extra meals. I got you. Now let's, uh, let's, uh, let's tackle a little something a little different. Now you've mentioned that you've, uh, you pretty much travel six months out of the year, which is a lot than most people would do pretty much. What are, what are your top, let's, I I hate saying the word top because like there's, there's no way to scale all these. It's just an experience and it's it's different places. But for, for the sake of my brain, because I can't wrap things around, what are your top three, let's say locations and the foods that you've eaten in those locations? So it is super challenging to pick because not only is our, are so many places very different from each other, but also the, like the, um, the mood that you're in, the experiences you have, if you had like a bad time there, if you had a good time, it all like adds up and they could be awesome places. But if you had a bad time, it's hard to, to like think about it that way. But if I had to like narrow down, I'd say the top three places that I just really felt good and like really enjoyed myself I would say would be Argentina. Ooh. I would say Budapest. Budapest. And I would say Ireland. Oh wow. That's like really All totally different. Totally, totally different. different. Yeah, that's like everywhere pretty much. It's like spread out perfect. Yeah. What are, what are some of the meals that you remember uh taking in those uh countries? So one of the, one of the more unique things that I tried um is called tequeños. Okay. And it was like these they're like cheese sticks, but they're not made with, it's not like mozzarella sticks that you have in the U.S. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's like more like um, maybe like an egg roll, but it, it's, it's really not the same um, ingredients. I'm just trying to like I got you. make an, an idea of what it is like, but it's like a crispy outside. Got and it. there's just like this, like, it's probably like mozzarella or something mm-hmm. inside. And then they bring guacamole with it and you Ooh. dip the the cheese stick in, which is a weird combination, but it's so good. It's greasy and delicious and that cheesy. Sounds like a great day. It's more of an appetizer, but oh. um, I loved it. I oh. thought it was really good. That sounds great. <laughs> it was so good. My mouth always waters when I do my podcast too. Like I, I talk about food and I'm like, oh my gosh, this well, is going yeah. like sound so bad. <laughs> That's how it's supposed to be because we're talking about food. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? I would say... Um, Oh gosh, there's so many different things. Um, it's so tough. It is tough. Also, um, in Peru, they have these. Um, they're called um, picarones. They're like um, they look like onion rings, but they're made with squash. They're it's like a dessert. Okay. Um, they're fried, and you di- and they give you this little container, and it's it has like syrup, but it's like a thicker syrup, uh-huh. and so you just dip it in there, and it's really tasty. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. Um, I'm gonna ask and, my cooks now because I have I have like six Peruvians in my in my staff. I'm like, hey, have you ever heard of this? I need you to make it tomorrow, please. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. It's really good. And now, like, I am back in the United States right now, um, and so now I'm like, I gotta find uh, Peruvian food um, because. Like a lot of the food that I think was the best was in Lima and Peru. Uh-huh. It was just like a lot of different things that I hadn't ever had, but such basic things. It wasn't like anything totally outlandish or, 
you know, anything that I was like, there's no way I'm eating that. Yeah. Um, but uh, another one is not a food, but it's a drink. It's a, called Chicha Morada, and it's a it's a purple drink made out of it's made out of purple corn. Uh huh. And it's it's a really refreshing drink. It's kind of like grape juice, but it has like this kind of spice, like a chai tea spice. It's actually it cinnamon. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually had some chicha. My day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah so they're good. so good. Every time yeah, my cooks it. bring it, and I'm like, "Are you making it?" And they're like, "Yes." And I'm like, oh, I get so excited because it's so yeah. tasty. So all three of those things are from Peru. So maybe yeah. I'm just like really. <laughs> well, you just really like Peru. That's all it is. Yeah, I really do. I thought it was there was a good food experience there. Peru, Peru is quite great, and I, I believe I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. I just do not remember right now. The number, I think, the number five restaurant in the whole entire world is in Peru. Uh, yeah, Peru is actually, I didn't know this before I went to Peru, but it's like Peru is one of the um, top food, like the food capital of the world. It's, yeah, like it's great. It's crazy. I'm like, I never knew such a thing. But yeah, I don't know if you're talking about the restaurant called Central. I, but I, I'm that's... pretty sure. It's one of, I forget who the chef is, but he he's ranked the freaking high there in the, uh, in, the in the restaurant yeah. industry. Yeah, yeah it's... um. It's a restaurant that it, I talk about it in one of my podcasts, but um, we were going to go there, but it was really hard to get into. And it's it was like one of those 12 course situations mm -hmm. and we ended up not doing it. But um, but, you know, I would like to do stuff more stuff like that as well, because it's really unique experience. It is. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've been to a couple of a uh, couple of restaurants here in the city and also here in Jersey where they do course meals. And it's just a pleasurable experience altogether. You just have mm -hmm. a good time. You you just keep drinking. You just have <laughs> a blast pretty much. And then the servers just come out with the next meal. And then they course you out. And that's a technical term that we use in the kitchen um, mm -hmm. to give you like a like a great two to three hour kind of meal. And that's how they yeah. that's how they get you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good experience. I, I actually ended up um, about a month later. I when I was in Argentina, Argentina, I went to a restaurant called El Papagayo. Okay. Um, it's like I don't know if this is like a real thing, but it's one of the one of the or the most narrowest restaurants in either South America or in the world. It's just like they found this space, and uh -huh. it was just like an alleyway or a hallway. It, it was <laughs> it was pretty narrow. Like they had like um, you know, two top tables, you yeah. know, on each side. And that was pretty much all that fit, but it was it was decorated really nicely, and it was a eleven course meal. And oh, wow. it just like you said, they they bring out everything out at the right time. You get to enjoy and talk, and it's it's really nice. I really enjoyed that. Wow, that is nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! Like I said, like food, food is such a thing for for a lot mm -hmm. of people. But for for the people like you or myself that really crave some good eats it's it's an experience and people should think of it more that way uh, more so than just like your next meal yes yeah because it's uh food will change your life food it totally will food food for me is like rank number one i, I don't even care what's like if uh let's let's per se um no, I'm not going to use it. I was going to say MJ, but <laughs> let's say a really, a really big celebrity just happened to be there. Um, but right next to him was some barbecue. I'm most likely going to go to the barbecue than yeah. to the, you know, to the celebrity. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I can talk to you as I eat or 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Or I can just, you know, eat my eat my fill because I, I love food more than anything. Yes. I'm glad. Yeah, food is food is life. Yeah. So like it's um So as we as we kind of wrap it up, just like if you would like to share like any of your plugins or anything that they can find you at that way they understand this food culture that you're inhibiting. Uh, please share it right now if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. And thanks for giving me the opportunity. Um, so uh, if anybody likes travel and food, then uh, they can check out the Travel Snacks podcast, which is my podcast. Um, and I usually try to drop a new episode twice a week. Mm. Um, and I also have the same website, travelsnackspodcast.com, and then also on Instagram, Travel Snacks Podcast. So pretty much if you remember Travel Snacks, it'll be pretty easy to find me online. There you go. Travel Snacks Podcast or travelsnacks.com? Um, travelsnackspodcast.com. Travelsnackspodcast.com. Okay. And there yeah. you go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again to Ms. Allison Sharp. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I mentioned, The Chef's Meal, which airs pretty much every Thursday, um, either in the morning or in the afternoon, it just depends. But every Thursday, every week, a new episode airs, uh, a new guest kind of appears. And for the time being, that's all we got, ladies.